Alright, so we're recording. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Jasani. And it's your boy, Serge. Welcome to the Strong Off Life Podcast, where you'll become the strongest version of yourself. Yes, sir. podcast we're going to be talking about ourselves we're going to give you a little more insight on who we are and uh, the things that we do in life and hopefully you guys can find some relation to you know what we do and what you do and how we can uh, i don't know come together on that so dasani who are you that's a that's a good question because some days i don't even know but for the most part consistently i am a college student um, I'm a son, brother, athlete, um, co-founder of this podcast, Strong Off Life Podcast. A whole bunch of titles, but like me as a person, I'm just I'm just a regular kid from New York, just trying to trying to make it out. Honestly, that's who I am. As someone so accomplished as yourself, even though these people don't know you yet, and you, you're going to briefly get into yourself a little bit. Which title are you most proud of? You think thus far in your life? If I had to think of a title that I feel like... Like if they were to say Serge Prevalon and just stamp a, stamp a word or stamp a title after it. Serge Prevalon, the... Asshole. The <laughs> asshole. <laughs> that is a good one. That is a good one. Um, no. So, who, so who, who is Serge Prevalon, the asshole? I'm who not is an that? asshole. Just people view me that way because uh, I come off like a hard ass. But uh, the reason for that being is... I'm just a person that's going to get on your case. I'm going to make sure that you're not giving me nothing less than the best version of yourself every time that I interact with you, you know? So, guys, my name is Serge Prevalon. I am the co-founder of Strong Off Life Podcast along with Jasani. I'm also the co-owner of Concrete Jungle Strength and Conditioning um, here located in the South Bronx. I'm the head coach. I'm the man in charge of, you know, getting people to be right, get stronger, get fitter. You come to the door, you become the better version of yourself, the stronger version of yourself. And I'm responsible for everybody dying on the floor after workouts. So for real. That's me. But besides that, I'm a son. I'm a brother. I'm a cousin, you know. So um, I'm somebody that can relate to the kids from the street of New York, especially Brooklyn. Definitely. You know, I, think, I think that's who I am. And we could get into that Um in this podcast Jasani, where are you from? So I'm from Brooklyn Moved to the Bronx And I was um Around like five, six So like majority of like Majority of my life I've been in the Bronx But I always jack Brooklyn mm-hmm. I always jack Brooklyn what, is, what does jack mean For those that don't understand? I always represent Brooklyn yeah. Like I always I always claim Brooklyn Because Brooklyn is my home Essentially Because that's where Majority of my family is from mm-hmm. Um and that's just where I, the boroughs each have their own way of raising children in terms of, of like just your, like the communities and the, your surroundings and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but if people were to be like, where are you from? It depends on who's asking, honestly. Yeah. Like, let's say you're in Manhattan, Harlem. Where are you going to say you're from? 
it depends. It depends. It doesn't. It doesn't depend where I'm getting asked that. It depends who's asking me. Ah, okay. So let's let's get into that. Like, why does it have to be a specific person for you to represent who you're from or where you're from? Because all right. So let's say let's say I'm I go to school at Lehman College, right? Yeah. It's in the it's in the in the Bronx, Kingsbridge Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if my t- if they were to if we were to do like an icebreaker type of thing like this and they would ask me where are you from I'm saying from the Bronx of course because majority uh, like majority of my life I've lived in the Bronx yeah yeah but when I was going to Christ the King even when I was going to Christ the King I was still saying I was from the Bronx that's because I lived in the Bronx and I was commuting from the Bronx to Queens yeah but if people were to ask me like yo where are you from like I'm from Brooklyn because my mother's from Brooklyn yeah my my grandparents are from Brooklyn yeah or they moved from Guyana to Brooklyn exactly so it's like everything I know and the way I was raised, I was raised as if I was from Brooklyn. I wasn't, I don't want to say, I don't know how this is going to come off, but I wasn't really raised like I was from the Bronx because the Bronx is a lot more Hispanics and a lot more Africans. And like, it's just, it's just different type of cultural, to- cultural things that I, that's the reason I would say. It's not even more so the location. Yeah. It's like when you're from Brooklyn, like I've been, I lived in Brooklyn my whole life. Well, for the past few years, I've been living in Manhattan. Um, but yeah, my whole life, I grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, Crown Heights. I moved from Crown Heights to Prospect Leopard Garden, from Prospect Leopard's Garden all the way to East Flatbush. So I've been around Brooklyn. So Brooklyn is really all I know, and it just comes off in my demeanor, you know? Like, people from Brooklyn, they're different from people in the Bronx. I'm in the Bronx every single day. My gym is in the Bronx. But just the way we move is different. I feel like Brooklyn people are a bit more quiet, you know? Like, we, we don't talk a lot. We, we're more of, like, observers, you know? Like, we move differently. We, like, let's say there's an altercation. We're not the first people to react by arguing. It's more like we'll we'll let the we'll let the storm arise, and then when it's time to go after it, you go after it. But that's just you know the Brooklyn way. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, West Indian and Caribbean people in the in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So the vibes are definitely different. I mean, in the Bronx is mainly like Hispanics, you know, definitely some Hispanics and Africans. But in Brooklyn, it's like. If your family's Caribbean, you you feel like you're at home wherever you go. Like especially if you walk through Flatbush, yeah, it feels like you're just walking from your house to your aunt house or somebody house because it's like the same vibes, you know. Yeah. So it's like growing up in Brooklyn is it's a it's a life lesson. A lot of greats came from Brooklyn. It's the city in general, but like if people out of state were to ask me where I'm from, I'm saying the city, New York City. Yeah, of course. Like because like, for me, the whole like. Because I kind of experienced every borough and, and what every borough had to offer, sort of. Because I went to school in different boroughs, played yeah. sports in different boroughs yeah. and stuff like that. So you get different experiences from different boroughs. But at the end of the day, we all just city kids. Yeah, of course. Like, if you go out of state, you're definitely representing New York. Yeah, New York City, for, like, definitely. Because some <laughs> <laughs> something about the New York vibe, man. Like, just just being in, like, let's say a crowded train, a subway cart. That's definitely New York where, you know, no one says hi to anybody. Everyone's just standing around just waiting for their stop on that train. You know, it's like it's uncomfortable, you know. Yeah. Pack that subway cart and it's just like you're just chilling with your headphones and just bumping that music until your stop come up. And if you're on that ride for an hour, man, you just people watching for an hour and it's, it is what it is. <laughs> you better you better find you a seat because that the, the hour oh, train you find ride. you a seat. All it takes is that one lady to hop on. Sir, you're not gonna give up that seat to me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You gotta have it. You gotta you have, have it. all that. Take that seat. <laughs> the worst is not knowing that if a knowing if a woman's pregnant or not. 
and you, you just kind of gotta like you gotta just like you just have to kind of like guess. Regardless, man. If, Sometimes if, I just get off the train and just get on the next car because yeah. I don't even want to ask if they are. Sometimes I get off the train when people look mad suspicious, bro. If I see someone with crazy luggage, I start getting anxiety. <laughs> I start panicking. I'm like. Man, this ain't the day. I ain't ready. I ain't living my life yet. I'm too young for this, man. I'm nope. What's That's this? Hilarious. This this the express train, man. I'm about to be late for work. I'm be late for work. I'm <laughs> hop on that local. <laughs> <laughs> so how how did why why did we create this podcast? I mean, originally creating this podcast was your idea, right? Yeah. And you you started something. I don't know, like. Last year? Was it last year? Yeah, sometime yeah. around last year. Sometime around last year, you, you created your own podcast, and it was like your views on life. And I remember you created your, your first episode by yourself, and I listened to it, and I thought it was great. I thought it was dope, and I, I encouraged you to continue. And, like, from there, how did, how did, how did we, you know, how did, how did we even meet? Let's, let's start with that. Let's, let's go with that. Yeah, that's how a did, good story. How did, how did you get to concrete jungle so a couple of years ago i was introduced to crossfit over at sobro um south bronx it was the first bronx box mm-hmm. yeah the first bronx box yeah and so i was going there so every summer um whenever we had our chance or opportunity to just work out by ourselves because i played football throughout my my high school career yeah i would just go to the crossfit gym because like that was like the most like the mo- that was the the bang for my buck type of thing. Like I know I'm gonna go in there. And I know I'm gonna work, and I know I'm gonna get results. Of course, it's just so like practice. I was going there consistently, and unfortunately, when it had to shut down, um, I had two options. I could either go to Eki's or go here. Um, these those are the other two gyms in the in the South Bronx. I ulti- ultimately chose here. I did a did a did a I did one workout here. It was a twelve thirty class. <laughs> I remember. That that twelve thirty class like, it 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 chopped like it chopped me to pieces and it handed it back to me like I was I was obliterated after it, and then um, I think I don't know if you were coaching I was yeah. You, you yeah I, I all I remember was cleaning I remember power cleaning, and we had some swings and the bike the yeah, bike was the that's finisher. what I remember so that was like a full Damn, I can't believe I remember that workout that's. That was, that was like a, last year. That was like a full. F- yeah, that was last year. That was last. That Literally was last, last year. Summer. This, yeah, this time. This, yeah, this time because this is the time that everybody come kind of came over. Yeah. So um, I came here, and once the summer once the summers began, I started coming here in the mornings. And the mornings is when you would have your you do your little powerlifting. Yeah. So I used to sometimes some days I come early and just kind of watch. I was like, yo, and I asked you one day. I was just, well, I don't even know what I asked you. I think I just said, can I like, could we, can I work out with you or some, some, something along those lines? Yeah, I think you wanted to like kind of get to know what I was doing, like powerlifting, yeah. like what, what that was about, and like how you can get involved and like what's the sport like, and yeah, you, you were just curious. I, just, I was just, I, I was just doing. inquired because yeah. like you looked like I, was, but like the first time I saw you, I was like, yo, this dude is big, bro. Like this, like, like I was, I was, I was just kind of like at all type of thing. He don't do CrossFit. I know he don't do CrossFit. He bro, he definitely that. don't do no CrossFit, bro. <laughs> and so, so yeah, I just kind of inquired, and you kind of just like just swooped me under your wing after that, and just kind of we kind of been inseparable. Yeah. Like, cause yeah, yeah, we kind of been inseparable since then, type of thing. Yeah. And we just we um we formed like this kind of brother brotherly bond type of thing. Yeah. 
just work out consistently together and um kind of like a like a Michael Jordan LeBron type of thing but we all know who the true goat is we it's all know you. I'm the true goat it's you I ain't gonna lie it's you we all know I'm the true goat but yeah so that's how that's how we got that's, that's how we got acclimated but to start this podcast I originally had tried to attempt to start a podcast and just kind of the same thing I'm talking about here um just just life in the city growing up but with this podcast just add on a little bit of fitness and health and wellness because that's something I'm also passionate about. Mm-hmm. I'm not just passionate about just sharing my experiences. I want to like, I want I want to help. I want to help people, and of I want to help. I want them to help me help them. Yeah. So um, that's the reason that that's how we met, and that's how this podcast kind of came to be. But well, well I, I want to hear your take on it. <laughs> so let's go. Let's go with my take on how we met. You know, so. At this time last year, a lot of people from uh, uh, Sobro were merging over to our gym. And that put a little bit of pressure on me because, you know, Sobro is like the original South Bronx box. And everyone's coming to probably one of the newest gyms in the South Bronx, uh, uh, Concrete Jungle, CrossFit Concrete Jungle. And so when, when members were just trickling in, in my head, I'm like, oh, I got to switch up the programming. I got to make it a little more uh, uh, exciting. I got to, you know, give these people a reason to stay, but also I need to give them that, that, that mentality of becoming strong, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. So let's go back to how I interacted with you. So it was a 1230 class and I believe you were probably like one of the first, the first people to come in, like you were on time, mm-hmm. you know, and that was the first thing I noticed, like an, uh, attendance is important to me because if you're showing up two minutes before a class, a minute before a class, it's like now I'm rushing to prepare everything. Like I'm, I'm trying to prepare you guys and making sure that you know workouts are. Anyways, if you're on time, you're late. The only time you're on time is if you're early. But if you're on, if you if you have an appointment for twelve and you get in there at twelve, you're late. <laughs> Back in my days, I remember coach used to tell me if practice was at nine o'clock, you showing up at seven thirty. You an hour and a half early. You getting your work done before the work begins. Yes. Now, if you want to show up. Five minutes before class starts or before the workout starts, you're not really here. You just you're just showing up. You're not. And you better be ready. Here. You better be ready once. You better you better have everything on. You better be ready. Sweat once dripping. Warm, better be ready once warm up start. Come on, man. Like we ain't got time to waste. So that's the motto, you know. So Jasani was uh, early to class. I noticed that, but for some reason, I really like him. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. The first time I met you, the I was fuck like, "What did I do to you?" <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was like, you know, like back then there was there was no younger people. I was the youngest person in my gym. I'm not going to expose my age, but I'm pretty young compared to, to some of the people in here. You know, so I'm, I'm used to being like one of the younger people here. And so I got a group of younger people around my age coming in. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Y'all think y'all going to come into my gym and, and, and flex on me? It's not happening. And so I remember that day. That workout was power cleans and American kettlebell swings. Mm-hmm. It was about, I believe, five rounds of five heavy power cleans paired with 20 American kettlebell swings at relatively decent weight. And so they got through the workout. The workout took about 20, 25 minutes, and we had some time left. Originally, the workout didn't consist of having the bike, but I met Jasani. Wow. And I, bro, I don't, bro, real talk. And honestly, <laughs> I can sit here and lie, but I dead did not notice. I did not like, know. Like, I, 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 for some reason, I just didn't like him. 
Like I, I didn't I like did you, bro. I did nothing to this man, bro. I didn't like you. Like you just came in and you was just walking around like, yo, I'm brawling, man. I know what I'm gonna do. Nah, bro. And, and the thing was, he wasn't. He didn't come off as stuck up. He didn't come off as, as you know, like what's the word where you don't really like. You're, like you weren't disrespectful. You came off as a as a good kid. I didn't like that. <laughs> you you were you were a nice person. I didn't like. I didn't I, like. I, I got I got break this kid. And so I was like, yo, we gonna run the bikes. And everybody's like, oh wow, like we get to use the bikes today. Oh yeah, I don't know about the bikes. And so I had them do the assault bike. We was doing about what, thirty seconds on, a minute thirty rest. While you're resting, your other person is going on the bike, and it was just back to back to back until class was done. And then I remember everybody was just floored. Everybody was just finished. I felt satisfied. I felt satisfied. I did my job. And just Sonny was just sitting there on the floor. You know, he went all the way to the edge, the front doors, took off his shirt. He was like, yo, this is different. We don't do this at Sober. And I asked him a question. I was like, you guys do. You guys did a lot of strength in Sober. What was it like? And he was telling me, yeah, we did some strength. Like, but it wasn't consistent. It's not like here where we're doing strength, you know, all the time. It wasn't like a program. It was like here and there. But we did a lot of running. And we did a lot of rowing. And we did a lot of skills. And so I was like, you know what? We we gonna we gonna change that up, and ever since then you kind of gave me insight onto how to continue programming for the gym so that we can continue becoming strong and getting those who already had the skill build that foundation of strength. Yeah, because one thing about sober was a lot of people had skill. Yeah, you, you guys came in and I was like, oh, I don't got to teach this, I don't got to teach that. <laughs> Say less, man. You making my life a little easier. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, when I met Jasani, originally I didn't like him. Wow. But then he kind of he kind of grew on me. When I was uh, working out one morning, uh, I was doing my powerlifting. I was prepping for a competition. And then he came to me and he inquired about, you know, powerlifting or how do I get strong? How do I lift a lot of weights? You know, how do I, you know, he kind of looked up to me. And I didn't really like him. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, man, you know, you just got to always practice, you know, just keep lifting, be consistent. I gave him the runaround. I gave him the, question, the, the answer that everybody hears. But then he kept being persistent and persistent. And then, and then, then I started showing up. Then, yeah. then, then we, then we, then we created like that, that little bro sesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it was like, like me, the 10 a.m. Yeah, it was me, you, David, um, yeah. Justin, Danny, Marco. Yeah. So, but that's when, that's when things kind of changed a little bit. Things yeah. kind of changed a little bit because that's when like you started challenging me. Yeah. And I yeah. wasn't backing down. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I remember the Zercher carry there. That, that's when I solidified the, my that, spot. That's when I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right. He my little bro now. So let's talk about that day. So we had to do this workout or this this event called like Zercher carries where you're carrying a heavy a heavy bar or whatever in the crooks of your elbow. So it's like it's inside your elbows, you got your fist up and you're just walking with it. You're going from one location to the next, just walking heavy carry. And so we were doing process of elimination, load the bar up, carry it to one side. The next person, you carry it back. So it's like, all right, we're going to start at this weight. I carry, you carry, they carry. Once you're done carrying it, the next person carry, carry, carry. So we're just going back and forth. And when the weight gets to a certain point and you know you can't carry it, it is what it is. You eliminate it. You're a fan now. You watch him. And so <laughs> it sounds so it sounds so like gritty, like thinking. But it, it is what it is. It was what it was. You in the jungle now. Like it, it is what it is. Not not every only the strong survive, you know? And so Yeah, we we're carrying back and forth and the weight was going from 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 300 pounds, 400 pounds, 400 pounds. I'm like, yo, it's getting a little serious because I haven't even touched 400 pounds on this implement. But I guess we're going to rock with it. I guess we're going to see what it is. You know, when you when you it was like eight of us. Yeah, it was eight a whole of, bunch us, of us. And we were just being like, 
It was just like he rocking out. There, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was like it was good times, man. And so the weight gets to like 440 pounds, I believe. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna carry that. Who's up next? No one was up next. I think Justin went up. Yeah, Justin. And went. Justin moved. I think 440 pounds, and Justin like a, a buck 80 soaking wet, yeah. 185 at the time. And I'm like. Damn, I'm over here sitting at 230 pounds, and these young boys, these skinny boys over here moving this weight. I gotta, I gotta unlock my true form now. I gotta go Super Saiyan three. If you don't know what that reference is, Dragon Ball Z. Watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the weight gets up all the way to about 495 pounds. No one else can go, and Jasani's there, and he's like, "Yo, yo, I'm gonna go after it." And in my head, I'm like, bro, don't do it to yourself. You're going to get hurt. Come Mind on. you, this, this is like my first time doing this. He ain't never done this before. And I was like, nah, he's not doing this. Because this is about, like, this is like my realm. Like, this is like, no. Shit is real now. Raw strength, baby. I don't know what happened. We was listening to Meek Mill at the time. Lil Snoop. And from there, that boy put 495 pounds in the crooks of his elbow. Picked it up. Started walking, and I'm just standing behind him watching, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. He's actually moving with it. And in the video, if he has the video, hopefully. I do. I do. I have the video. He stops midway. Midway with 495 pounds in the crooks of his elbow. He stops midway, looks at me, says nothing, starts walking again, stops, looks at me. And I'm going crazy in the back. I'm jumping around. I'm like, oh, no, he did it. You crazy. It's my jump. What? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just going crazy. I'm like, wait till I get on that bar. And so he walked it all the way to the other side of the room. And at that point, I was like, nah. Ain't no way I'm going to let this kid out of nowhere. You only been here for like a month and a half, maybe. A month. And you trying to move weight? All right, let me show you. And I'm Mr. Petty. Bro, <laughs> but no, no, no. Let me tell this. I'm Mr. Let's just sign it. Let's just sign it. This is my part of the story. I'm Mr. Petty. So, I, like, I, I'm, feel, I'm feeling myself a little bit because that's the first time I've ever done it. I never even Challenge knew I could me. do anything. And, like, I looked at him. The, the reason I was looking at him because I think he said something like, oh, you don't got that. Or he probably said something along those lines. And I looked at him like, you know, you fucking went. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you hear me? So, so, after that, right? So, I rack it. He's about to go. He doesn't go and grab 25s or... Uh, well, first I put 45 on each end. It was five. It was about 595 or something like that. I put, I put like... Yeah, but I, I did that too. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think well, so, yeah, Basically, yeah. we went up like... Until we, we were me, close. Me and, me and him went up to, the, to about the same weight. But the difference, the difference between my set and his last set, <laughs> the difference... People, I need you to understand the difference between... And he did it on purpose... I finished doing like five, uh, whatever, four ninety five. I don't know, yeah, something yeah, high, yeah. something relatively high. Yeah. This man <laughs> goes and grabs Olympic weights, like point, like point fives or point seven five. <laughs> People, I need you to understand that he went to go. He didn't. He didn't grab a five. I grabbed fraction. He grabbed a fraction of a pound <laughs> to say that he outlived me. <laughs> And that's when I realized, that's when I realized there's something wrong with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
this guy, nah, for real, that's our brother's like, yo, this dude is fucking petty, bro. Like, <laughs> he really just grabbed a fraction of a pound to say he outlifted me. Both fractions together still didn't equal a pound. <laughs> but, that, and, and that was, I think that was a day, like, kind of solidify us, like, all right, this dude is kind of cool. And this probably, I hope it was a day he was like, all right, I don't hate this kid no yeah, more. No, nah, after, after that moment, honestly, the moment when you looked back at me and you was like, bro, you know, you fucking with. I was like, oh, shit. That's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And so, yeah, we, we, then we just consistently kept on with the 10 a.m. 10 like, a.m. It was we kind of conditioning. Like, we weren't even really doing powerlifting. We were just more just doing, like, everything. Like, just strongman, just whatever. Yeah. That's kind of how, for people that don't know, that's how we met. Or yeah. that's how we came cool. Yeah, like, like I, I saw potential in him. You know, I, he reminded me of myself when I was younger. Except I wasn't as strong as he was or he is when I was this age. So, yeah, so I saw potential in him and I just wanted to make sure that I was able to put him in the right path to continue becoming successful. You know, like I wanted to make sure that he became strong and not just, oh, he's strong through like certain movements, but like, like strong for real. Like he's mentally strong, physically strong. Like the things that broke me down, I wanted him to like kind of experience so that he can build himself up as well. So that way, moving forward, you know, with his life, he, he maneuvers like a strong man as opposed to, yeah, I, you know. Appreciate you that for, for real. Of course, bro. It's all love. So, so yeah. um, that's that's a little bit of who we are and um, how we got together. But I'm 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 definitely stronger than this kid. Oh, that's that's for sure. That's not even a question. Serge told me they're not better than you. They just have more time than you yeah. did. Yeah. No, that's 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 another one of my sayings. You know, like. When you see someone who, who at the moment is doing things that you're not capable of, at at that given time, regardless of like you're around the same age and you feel like they're more accomplished than you, you don't know how long that person has been putting in the work. You don't know what they've they've. You don't know what got them to that position. So it's not necessarily, you know, them being better than you. It's just they've put in more time than you. Like it does. Like your your real relative age doesn't really matter if you spent three months doing one thing trying to get better but they have three years worth of experience sometimes that three years weighs out the three months you know mm -hmm. but sometimes it's not the case because you could be doing everything for three years and you doing it completely like yeah. trash you know yeah and then that person been doing it for three months and they they moving like a vet they moving like a veteran they know what they're doing from the start but again it's not about it's not about where you and they're at at the given time is who put in the the right repetitions, you know? So, so like, how do, how do we come up with this name, Strong Off Life? Strong Off Life. The great, goaded Future Hendrix. That mm -hmm. album dropped, High Off Life. If you guys don't know who Future Hendrix, he's a, he's a rapper. Goes by the name of Future, you know? Ask Scotty Pippen about who Future is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hope there's no Bulls fans listening to this. Oh, yeah. My but, fault. Um, yeah, so I wanted to create a podcast that talked about just uh, growing up in the city, but also implement a little bit about health and wellness and fitness and strength and all that stuff. So I was coming up with it. I was trying to come up with a couple of names. I was like, Serge can tell you this part. Is it? He <laughs> let, let, me, let me tell you this part, the story. So, 
Jasani's like, hey, let's get this podcast together. And like I said earlier, he's been working on a podcast. And, you know, I felt like I, I could hop in and chime in because we usually have great conversations every single day. And I felt like, hey, it'd be great if we did like a, a co-podcast. Like, hey, you talk, I talk. Sometimes you talk only, I talk only. But originally it was his idea. So Jasani came to me and he's like, hey, let's create a name for this podcast. He came with a couple great names. He was like, Jasani Surge Podcast. Prevalon, Noel, Noel, Prevalon, um, the two goats, like stuff, stuff that I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. The next day he comes with, with a piece of paper with green ink on it and a pen. I'm like, well, it was the only pen I had. And I was like, yo, what, what is this? He was like, yo, like there's like 13 different names on. It. He's like, these are what I came up with, you know, like take this home. If you got any ideas, write it down. And, uh, you know, maybe we can figure out a name eventually. I took that piece of paper and I was like, okay. <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah Man, sure took, no problem <laughs> no problem i got you bro i don't write down anything for nothing so i took this paper i threw it in the bag man i emptied out my book bag that same day i was like the fuck is this the fuck is that throw that shit away but yeah so essentially the name strong off life future dropped his album high off life and it was a great album it's like pretty uh it's pretty toxic but at the same time it's <laughs> It's motivational. It gets you moving. And it's definitely so, great for working out. Yeah. And so one night I'm just sitting there thinking. It's after, you know, listening to some music. And then I started thinking, all right, we got to create a podcast. What are we great at? We're great at being strong, you know, but strong in a sense of we're not just physically strong. We're also mentally and emotionally tough, you know. And so I started thinking, you know what? Strong off life. And I was like, oh, shit, it's clicking. Strong off life. And then I texted Jasani immediately. This must have been like midnight. And I was like, yo, bro, strong off life. That's the name. We're going to run with that. And he was like, yo, I love it. This is, this is <laughs> genius. I love oui, it. Oui. Oui, I, oui. Lo I love it. I, I love it. Song. I love it. Heart emoji. Hey, <laughs> I was like, hey. Heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, we ran with the name strong off life. You know, a little bite off of futures high off life. But it is what it is. We're strong. And so that's how we came up with the name Strong Off Life. And then, you know, it, it kind of goes perfect with what the topics that we're, we're going to be um, talking about, you know, how to endure and withstand and, you know, being strong. You know what, Jasani, what does being strong mean to you? Like, what's, what's your take on becoming strong? Strong, well, the definition of strong is, um, I think, what you're capable from within. Yeah. So, like, you're only as strong as... It's not. It's not all about physical strength. Mm -hmm. It's your mental toughness, your your spiritual, how connected you are to whatever God mm -hmm. you serve or yeah. whatever you religion you or if not religion, whatever. It's just however much your strength is. Just everything within and just. I don't know. That's a good question. But for this, I just wanted. I wanted people to to know that strong off life. We're not just talk. We're not going to just help you add on a couple pounds to your bench or help you lose weight we're trying to just pay forward all the knowledge we know yeah. and all the knowledge that we continue to learn and gather and we just want to pay it forward to those that were like us in our situation that didn't have the uh the resources that the we resources got. or opportunities to 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 become a brother yeah. with with a with a co-owner of a gym a yeah. young black co a young black co-owner of a gym in new york city so that's, that's it's, it's just it, that, and that's all this podcast is about. It's about because you're only as strong as as your people around you, or they say you're only as strong as your weakest link. And 
as people, you, the, the, I'm just trying to. I just want to. I want everyone to advance, and you and I, and you, everyone is only as strong as their weakest link. Of course, that's that's basically what being strong is. You know, being strong is about you know how much you can, you know, withstand. You know, like I I look at the the mindset of someone who's strong is not necessarily someone who's capable of doing you know the things of such as like lifting heavy, but I think of someone who's like who's been through a lot. You know, who's been through a lot and has survived. That's someone who's strong, someone who has all the reasons to give up, but they're continuing and they're per- persistent. They they want to be successful. They want to make you know they want to accomplish everything that they set set themselves up to. So that's that's truly what it means to be strong. Not giving up. Yeah. Holding your own. You know, you solid. You're not you're not folding. That's that's the true meaning of being strong. Strong of life. Why? Because I, this is something I needed when I was younger. You know? Like I never really grew up listening to podcasts. Sometimes I really I'm not a I'm not a, a great fan of podcasts, but I, I do YouTube a lot and I do like read a lot of articles and mm-hmm. I, I I kind of educate myself in, in that sense. But if I had the opportunity to listen to to someone who's been through what I was going through when I was younger, then maybe my my approach on life may have been a little bit different. You yeah. know, I would have I would have maneuvered differently, you mm-hmm. know, without saying too much. But yeah, like I feel like I, I want to use my voice to to help out that kid from Brooklyn who feels like they're they're down and out, you know, like who feels like they they don't have any opportunities, who doesn't who, who doesn't know what to do with themselves, you know. You just you're just trying to figure out a way. You just you just trying to figure out a way, you know. So, I feel like if I have the ability to reach out to someone who's going through what I was going through, who's struggling, who who wants to become successful, but you just don't have any guidance and you're just trying to figure it out on your own, like. I want Sometimes this. you get lost. Like you could really, you could really Yo, lose yourself you, in that you process. You lose yourself. You become depressed. You become sad, and you just start giving up. You just feel like, you know, like, like, maybe this, this, maybe your dreams wasn't meant for you. Yeah, and that's and, that's and a hard thing to, to. Makes you start to doubt yourself a lot, man. Like you start, you start giving up on, giving up on your dreams, man. Is like you're giving up on your life. It's like it, it's it's difficult. It's, it's hard to even explain that feeling, man, where you're just like, you feel like you're in the trap, you know, mm-hmm. the trap. And you're not able, you, you hear not a lot of people move up, now you move down. Nah, just, you just, you're you, you in a trap, you're man. You're stuck in that one place. I used to literally, before going to bed, like, teary, I'd just be like, I'm in a trap. I, I can't make it out. Yeah. You know, like this is what I want to do in life, and I'm not, I'm not getting the opportunities, or if I am getting the opportunities, I don't know. You don't know how to maximize. I it can't it. maximize it. It's like, it's like a system is in place to not allow you to be successful. Literally, and it's true, bro. It's literally like, like when I was younger and I needed a job, like the places I would go to wouldn't even look at. Like I would hand in the app, I would take an application and hand it right back after filling it out, and they'd be like, "All right, we'll reach out to you." Bro, they're not looking back at. They're not looking out. They're not looking out for you. Yeah. No one's looking out for you. You gotta be. You gotta. You gotta basically pray for an opportunity. Like you gotta pray that something falls in your lap. And some people are like, you know, nothing's gonna fall in your lap. You gotta go out and get it. Yeah, you can go out and get it. You could grind for it for sure. You know, I'm not saying that hard work doesn't get you there. But if it's something you really want to do and it's like you've been grinding and you just you just 
knocking at the door and nobody opening, eventually you're gonna have to just kick down that that, that you, door. You're gonna have to kick down that door, kick the hinges off, you know. So, if I have the ability to empower another young black man to be successful, that's what I'm gonna do. And it's not just limited to young black men because our experiences and and what 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 this thing we call life. One thing about life, it'll teach you a lot of lessons. And the lessons that we learn and the people that once we start getting people on here that they learned, you never know who it might help. Yeah. And you, you never know because just, we're just trying to use our platform, however small it may be, however big it may be, just to just to have an impact and, yeah. and leave. We, we're, just, we're attempting to leave this world a better place than it was. We're, we're trying to be impactful. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's like when you leave this world, what, like, how impactful were you? Did you leave this world, you know, knowing that, you know, like, all right, I, I, I did something positive with my life. You know, even if you've fucked up in the beginning of life, mm-hmm. at least knowing like, all right, as I'm moving forward, I'm trying to I'm trying to pave the way for success and I'm trying to pave the way for others. Even if it's just one person. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It's just whatever, whatever you whatever you have and whatever, you know, one, you always have to pay it forward. Pay it forward. Because That's somebody somebody took a shot on you, yeah. so you got to take a shot on somebody. Because yeah. it's only right. Just pay it forward. Keep it going. Yeah, and and I was I was fortunate enough that at a time when you know trying to come up on becoming a a fitness professional, back then it, it wasn't easy. You know, it's either you work at a commercial gym or you apply for a boutique gym. At that time, I, I didn't really know what CrossFit was. I heard of it, but I wasn't too familiar with the whole aspect of CrossFit besides, oh, they do crazy shit. Yeah. You know? So I was fortunate that my first CrossFit gym in Brooklyn, CrossFit Prospect Heights, well, now known as Dean CrossFit, they merged with, uh, uh, I think, CrossFit Kingsboro, and now they're just one entity. You know, shout out to Maylard Howell. Like, that man gave me an opportunity. He he, he kind of set up my, my future for success. And he's, he's, he's like, I'm, like, I look up to him since the day I met him, you know, we, we had like similar personalities, we're both pretty quiet, but it's like, we got insiders. It's like, we laugh at, at things that only us can get, you yeah. know? And so like, he, he kind of put me on for free for, for nothing, man. He just made, he just wanted to make sure that I was in a position to be successful. He told me I was going to be the future of fitness. And at the time I was like, bro, I can't even get a job at, in the fitness industry. Like what you yeah. mean? You know, I was trying to be someone who was impactful. I wanted to become a coach. Uh, I wanted to be like a, uh, athletic coach for a high school or something mm-hmm. and so you know he was he was giving me opportunities to shadow him shadow the um other coaches shadow his co-owner um james and they were they were both looking out for me in a sense of giving me the experience that i need to run classes or to to be a coach they made me their uh, like assistant coach you mm-hmm. know like an intern and i was grateful for that opportunity you know like every day i was there every day that was like like my temple we called it the swoli temple so every single day we was in there we was, we was putting in work just like how we we put in work now like i was trying to I, I knew when i opened up my gym or i knew when i was going to be part of something greater mm-hmm. i knew i had to had to bring the same principles of every same time energy. we show up mm-hmm. like we we got to put in work you know we're not here to just socialize and have fun it's like nah we're, we're here for a reason we got to become strong mm-hmm. you know like he introduced me to powerlifting like at the time, I just saw him squatting heavy weights, and I'm like, wow, like, like he's smaller than me, and he's moving more weight than me. 
I got to start lifting heavy, but I, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't understand the signs of programming until he told me, you know, training is like waves, you know, some days you're going up and some days you're going down and some days you're just steady. You just got to, you just got to be patient. And I just took that approach and that goes with everything in life. Some days you're on a high and you're like, yo, I cannot lose. Then some days you take an L's every single day. Every single day you take an L. You know, he, he taught me the way and the biggest lesson, the biggest lesson that I took from him is you know he told me he's doing this to pay it forward you know and when i'm in in an opportunity and i meet someone who represents like who who represents what i'm about or who i can see myself in like you gotta you gotta pay it forward as well you know what i mean like yeah he was basically teaching me the principles of always paying it forward Mm -hmm. it's not about the money it's not about okay like i'm gonna you know try to make a come up it's not about the come up sometimes Sometimes it's really about how can you help and impact your community? How can you help the next generation? And, you know, if you can impact the next generation, then every gener- every generation is going to keep moving forward. Doing that same thing. Just keep paying it forward. You learn something, teach it to someone. And that's how you they don't They don't teach you that in school, bro. Nope. nope. <laughs> they teach you how to do one plus one equals two. And that's it. But that's it, bro. They're not teaching you how to be successful in life besides, oh, go to school, go to college, find a job you know with the degree that you went to college for and then just live that way they don't teach you about becoming financially independent it's different stuff but and it, they and don't it, teach you about living within your means you just you just exposed to the flashy life especially when you're black and you know you uh, you're a fan of basketball and everybody's rocking jordans mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna hustle in these streets just to cop a pair of jordans bro you're gonna risk your but life you wouldn't even know what it means to invest in jordan or invest exactly in nike Exactly. You're giving your money to Jordan as opposed to investing your money to make money to make Jordan. money back with Jordan with Jordan. So it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm buying sneakers from Jordan. I want to buy a part of Jordan, meaning mm-hmm. I want to own a piece of Jordan brand. But they don't teach you that. They teach you to just work a nine to five and go about your life, retire. If you got a job that gives you a pension, collect that and just die there's more to life than just that. more to life than that bro but yeah I, I was fortunate enough that i was introduced to maylard and he 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 really he really put me in a position to be successful there are there there are also other mentors but you know as episodes continue i'll shout people out and give them the opportunity break and i hope if he's listening break down specifically more of the history yeah you know like break down my history as we go along but i hope if he's listening man like just want to tell you, brother, I appreciate you, and I'm thankful for everything that you've you've done for me, you know? And here I am today. I got my own gym. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even tell you how I got here, bro, but I'm here. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, that's a little bit about ourselves and why we wanted to start this podcast and what exactly we do and just kind of the, the what's it, the five W's? Or, or is, it's like when, where, what, how, why. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Who, what, when, where, uh, why, yeah. That's all that. And before we leave you guys today, um, I want to leave you guys with the word of the day. So the word of the day today is prolific. Mm -hmm. I I found out about this word when I seen it on Nipsey Nipsey Hussle. He has it tatted on his right eye or above his right eye. So when I looked it up and the definition states, producing much fruit or foliage or many offspring. And the second one is present in large numbers or quantities, plentiful. Yeah. So what I took from that is one thing about Nipsey is 
he always he, his biggest thing also was paying it forward. Of course, he was always trying to put his people on. He started so many programs like yeah. um STEM programs and he was always he was just about advancing the next generation because he knew that if you if if the next generation is attempting to get better and they attempt to make the next generation better, it's gonna keep it's gonna keep going. Of course. And that's the that's the way you make a better world. It's and just, that's that's the mindset that we should always move with. You yeah. know? It's not about you, it's about how you can create that impact and how that impact affects the next generation. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like everyone should strive to be prolific in any ways. You don't you don't gotta be in a position where you're you're super powerful. Everybody's powerful in a way. You know, everyone's voice is power. And especially if we come in unity, like if we all unite and we're all, you know, standing for a cause, then there's no there's no greater strength than that. There's no greater power than that. So and when I think of the word prolific, like besides the uh textbook definition, I think of someone that, you know, is always putting other people on. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who has a gift but wants to teach that gift to everyone, even if they're not getting it at that moment. They're not understanding what it means. But it's just like, like when you when you have a vision, and you're trying to try to show that vision to everyone. Like I'm a big believer in in visualization. I visualize things until it becomes reality. And I feel like if I can teach that to others, like keep visualizing who you want to be and don't stop until you get there. That's that's what it really that's what it really means to to be successful. So, being prolific, man, it just means. Continue inspiring, continue pushing, and continue motivating others so that they can be where you're at or even better. It's not about getting them to where you're at. It's about getting them better than you. And that's what it really means to be prolific. This is the Strong Off Life podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Till next time, it's your boy, Serge. It's your boy, Jasani. We out. Stay strong, everyone. Forever, ever. ever.